0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Monday MooCast. I am your guy here, Greg Olbert, and over there is... Andrew Musa, And we are just a MoCast this week. Uh, Mike had some stuff to do, so we miss you, Mike. Um, you should come back sometime soon. But uh, <laughs> everyone in Internet land gets stuck with us this week, so yay! If you're tuning in yay. for Mike... Uh, Tough luck. You gotta wait till next week. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, um, we like to start off this podcast this week with um, a few various. Oh no! Before we do that, I'm forgetting. What did we play this week, Andrea? What did you play this week?
1: Oh, uh, the usual, I guess for the for the past two or three weeks now. I'm not sure. I, I lost track. Um, but it's been Halo Four and Black Ops Two. Um, I still have yet to complete either campaign. I know, I'm really, really, really behind. Shocking, I know. Wait, you haven't uh, finished either of them yet? No, no, no. I haven't played any of the, the Halo campa- campaign recently, but I did um pick up the Black Ops campaign again. I'm on level th- 3 or 4, I don't know, but... Today I got to ride um I got to ride some ponies through the desert. Some stuff blew up. Then my pony died and then I was sad.
0: If <laughs> by some now, stuff you mean the pony also blew up blew up, then yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My poor pony. Um and then I started doing this uh this training thing where I can command soldiers and air stuff and it, it's it's different. It's almost like um it feels like Halo Wars to me. Which I didn't play. I mean, I played a tiny bit of the demo, but I just I couldn't get into it. But you know, like you're you play God, and you control everything, see, I can see and control everything that's happening down below you. So, um, yeah. So I don't know what the next mission is going to be like, but probably along those lines. But it was it was different because I've never seen that before in Call of Duty. Also. The the uh the horse riding. That was horseback riding, that was fun.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um in terms of the strike missions, don't get uh don't get used to that god mode because everyone on those maps is about as dumb as a rock. So you're gonna oh, wanna great. you're gonna wanna be a soldier <laughs> for those missions. I maybe you'll have better luck than me, but I could not get them to do anything that I wanted them to do. Like they would literally t- take a year and a day to walk thirty feet, and then in the process, just I don't know, they must just be staring up at the sky, picking their nose, because <laughs> people would just shoot them, and they didn't even care.
1: So oh I don't, I don't
0: know what the deal was. That's like my one biggest problem with the strike missions, which I think we talked a little bit about last week. So I don't want to get into it. But yeah. Um. Well, um it, that's good. I'm glad to hear that you're you're enjoying the the campaign so far.
1: Oh, also, Black ops zombies. Yes. finally played that this week.
0: <laughs> and what are your thoughts on Black ops zombies?
1: Um, it's fun. I like it. Uh, it's It's different, like the uh, the face huggers and the fog. Those guys are so annoying. My yeah. goodness.
0: Yes, they are. Of course,
1: I'm gonna take the bus. I don't understand why Brian wants to skip the bus and um, go through the fog and uh, face the face huggers. (laughs) Oh, Um, but it's uh, you know I still don't really know what to do when it comes to the the building stuff. Um, But uh, if you get the right gun in the teddy bear box, then I'm set. I was using the the HMR, I call it the hammer. That that was good. Yeah, you were good for headshots with too. The hammer. Yeah. For
0: sure. Um yeah. the building thing really the turbine's the only important thing. The other stuff, mm-hmm. not really. But uh, that's just my opinion. So <laughs> So you play Yeah, college- I mean I have really- Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh no, I, I haven't really Played with that too much, so it's like I still I have no idea what to do there. But um, I know how to kill zombies, so <laughs> it's to count for something. That's very true. Yeah.
0: Um. So that's uh, great. So but is- sounds like you've been doing shooters all week. Yeah. Um, I myself, I've been playing a bit of Halo Four. I'm level forty now. So. Oh my uh, god. Ninety levels <laughs> to go before I hit the max rank. 90? Uh, 90, yes. Max rank is 130, what? I learned today.
1: Was it always 130 or did they um, pump it up like they do in all the Call of Duty games?
0: I mean, I think it's always been 130. I can't imagine Uh-oh. them increasing the rank. The game hasn't even been out a month yet, so. <laughs> um, I don't
1: know. It's a, it's a very Call of Duty thing to do. Oh, yeah, you can prestige 10 times. No, wait, now you can do it 15 yeah, times. Yeah, a week later, no, wait, we'll just 19, add five 20,
0: prestiges. Whatever it is. <laughs> uh, so I've been doing that. I played a bit more of Black Ops to multiplayer. And I must okay. say, I'm enjoying that much more. Like, the more I play it, the more I'm enjoying it. Um, it's Halo really? is still my yeah, game. Really? I'm just the opposite. Really? <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to talk about that in a second. Um, okay, but I've I've been enjoying it. The pick ten system I really like. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. the game is a bit fairer compared to some. Well, Modern Warfare three at least. Um, yes, I
1: agree.
0: So yeah, I I like the multiplayer. I've heard people whine about it. Not necessarily a huge fan of the the new domination. It's an interesting mechanic, um, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not a game breaker for me. I'll still keep coming back to it um yeah same and i played some zombies as well i've been trying to get all the achievements um i have two more to go so only two only two i'm getting there but okay. they're the tough ones the easter egg and then like the lightning dude i gotta fight him uh without getting oh
1: hit. so you got the, the fire one the what got that yes the, we got like... the
0: fire one last night um so a pain in the butt um, um, and then I played some Dead Space 2, actually. I've been going back through that. Uh, I know, it's it's a weird, like, change of pace, yeah. but, you know, I recently watched someone, well, I went back and watched a Let's Play of Dead Space 2, and it made me kind of want to play it myself. Mm, and, okay. you know, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, I, I'm still not sure if I'm going to get Dead Space 3 or not, but, uh... I really I've enjoyed my time going back through one and two um, so we'll see you know I hope I hope three is good I hope it's scary like two I feel feel kind of lost a bit of the scary factor but mm. hopefully three will redeem itself but anyway and
1: when does the third one come out
0: uh, do we know that yet I want to say March February or March so pretty okay. soon okay but uh, that's kind of been my week, I'd say, video games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, before we jump into these stories, okay. So, tell me why you don't like the Black Ops Two multiplayer.
1: Well, I mean, I I do like it. I mean, I well, it's I Call have of Duty. We know you, you
0: have a love affair with it, but of
1: course. <laughs> um, well, I have to say, at least you know. As of right now, when I when I first started playing the multiplayer, I did okay considering um I like uh, most of the times I played those maps that was the first time I was playing. So, you know, I didn't I didn't know where the enemies would would come from or like all the spots they can hide and um so basically I didn't know the, the map very well. But somehow I managed to do okay like KDR wise and, you know, doing the objective, if there was one, and, um, recently, when I, when I go back to it, it's, um, I, I kind of want to rage quit, <laughs> and I, I, have, I just, I'm, I'm not doing very well, I feel like, um, I haven't found a gun that I really, really like to use, or like, a I, or I haven't created a, a class that I really like that's that's sort of my go-to um so it's like sometimes I do okay but I feel like most of the time as of late I don't do well at all and it's just it's frustrating because I love this game but at the same time it's like well if if you're not doing very well then it's not super fun all the time um, so, am I gonna stop playing it? No, no, absolutely not. Crazy,
0: we all know that, <laughs> right? So, then what about? So it sounds like the, the guns aren't doing it for you. Like, are there any other things in in this game that are different from Modern Warfare Three? I guess that you'd like to see make a comeback, or like, uh, like what about this is just not doing it for you? Aside from guns.
1: Um I think what uh probably one of the big things that I need to get used to is the the different kill streak setup. Um, I know I, I think I I'm pretty sure I briefly talked about this last week, but you know, Modern Warfare three, I love that support class where you could die but you like your kill streak would still um steadily increase. And with this one it's you know, it's uh what is it? It's based on points. So if you die you start all over. So it's, you know, I I kind of like to get some of the higher kill streaks, but at this point it's just not it's just not realistic.
0: But this is just like uh, Modern Warfare 2, your fave. You got to survive, <laughs> tough love. What was all that talk that you you mentioned?
1: I know. Well, see, I think uh you know, you you got used to Modern Warfare 2. And then you moved to 3 and it had this this whole new support kill streak option. It was like, ooh, okay, this is cool. And then now with this one, I feel like I'm going backwards. It's like when I when I started playing Modern Warfare 3 and then I would switch back to Modern Warfare 2 just because it was so tricky for me to to go backwards and play the older Call of Duty so it's it's like now it's doing the same thing. I think I just really got so used to that support kill streak advantage that it's like, oh no, where did it go? So I have to I think I need to change up my strategy a little bit.
0: So by changing up your strategy you mean not dying?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Okay, alright.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I personally love the the score streak system. I like the fact that things aren't based on kills alone. And I love the fact, like oh, when you play domination, you know, if you capture an enemy flag or the B flag, you get two hundred points.
1: Four points. Which yeah. I think is
0: fantastic. That's two kills just for capturing that flag. Um, yeah. I just I like how everything is. It's more of a, a continuum instead of just like steps. So I guess what I mean is like. You know, in Modern Warfare Three, each like even taking out a UAV or something that was like a little point towards your point streak. Um, but then people only focused mm-hmm. on like killing things specifically for the the point, and they didn't necessarily do it because they were trying to help the team. So, for example, like I tended to be the one with the stinger, and I was always the one shooting down UAVs. But then once oh, I people, remember. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was your thing. It was my thing. And it still is. But once Uh other people started catching on to, oh, hey, a UAV counts as a point, every single person started carrying a stinger. And they would Mm -hmm. literally stop what they were doing if they were like trying to, I don't know, move up on a point or whatever, just so they could shoot down this UAV and get another point instead of like which trying which doesn't make sense right instead of trying to win the game that's what they were doing right. whereas now mm-hmm. you know you get 75 points i think for shooting down a UAV so it's almost like a kill but it's like only the people who really want to help the team are actually going to do that yeah so it's like if you're only going to focus on kills and you only want to get that high kill streak that's fine go ahead and do that but leave the other jobs to other people Because if you try and do everything, you're not going to win the game. Right. So, I don't know. I appreciate that. I think it's a welcome change. I hope it grows on you. But, uh, yeah, let us know what you think of such things like Black Ops 2. Because, you know, everyone in the world, I feel like, has two copies of the thing by now. Good lord. (laughs) But, uh, anyways, I think we're going to jump into the stories for today. Um, Not too many. Uh, You know, gameplay news isn't, like crazy busy right now considering all the big holiday games are coming out and people are gearing up for Christmas. Um, Uh But there are a couple that we found I'd like to chat about. Uh, One of them, these first three come from uh, Game Informer. And this first one talks about, uh, there's a rumor, eh, not really a rumor necessarily, just an unnamed source talking about uh, Microsoft's next system and how it's going to launch next year. In time for the holidays, of course.
1: Of course, Um, yep.
0: This was from an unnamed source speaking to Bloomberg. And um, the report states that Microsoft is still undecided about whether or not the company will unveil the council at E3 or a separate dedicated event. Mm. Hmm. So this is interesting. I mean, obviously, we we all knew that the next gen was coming. I mean, the Wii U launched, what, a week or two ago. Um, Yep. So, I mean, it's only a matter of time before this stuff starts coming out. But, uh, you know, it's it's finally coming out. And I think it's really cool. You know, it's something for me to get excited about. And I'm really, really looking forward to my next system, uh, mainly just so it has a freaking HDMI port. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those that don't know, my Xbox is one of the originals. Like, I got it March 2006. And so, like, wow. this was before... Still kicking, huh? Still kicking. It had the red ring. <laughs> I didn't get the red ring, but got it fixed. Ooh. Okay. Um, But th- it doesn't have an HDMI port. Um, And it came... I remember the original hard drive was 20 gigs. It's like, what good would that do you now?
1: Wow. You know? That's nothing now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm looking forward to just an HDMI port. Now, I mean, I am looking forward to next-gen. I-, I think it's going to be cool. I'm not looking forward to the amount of money I'm going to need to spend. But uh I, I really hope it it takes councils where they need to go next, and I know I, one of the biggest complaints I read about current gen things, um, specifically with the apps, like it's great that Xbox 360 kind of led the charge with apps in terms of Netflix. I, feel, I think that was the first council to actually have that on it, you know, and it led it the charge too. with like TV so you can have TV on your xbox and and all sorts of other things but at this in this day and age it's like what's the point if they take so long to boot up like everything everything and its mother can play netflix now you know i mean i True. can get i can get netflix on my phone um and it loads faster than it does on my xbox so what's the point is <laughs> it really yeah oh yeah so like oh. what is the point of having to turn on another device just to wait for it to boot up just so i can launch netflix when some of the more expensive tvs just have netflix built in you know so i i hope that one of my Let's big things for me. <laughs> one of my big <laughs> things is i hope that if you're going to have these things built into your your hardware that they run properly and they run quickly right. Um, now, obviously, I, I don't think anyone could have foreseen like what the 360 was going to be in 2005 when it launched. I mean, it's oh, incredible no. like what it does now. Oh yeah. And so I'm going. I'm going to go out on on a limb here and assume that Microsoft kind of knows what it's doing, um, as well as Sony, um, Nintendo. I don't know, but <laughs> no, I, I really want to play with the Wii U, but I don't. I don't know. It, like, if it's only on par with the current-gen systems, I'm not sure. But I, I want to go out on a limb and say Microsoft and Sony are actually going to plan ahead and hopefully that any new, any new things that they introduce with the system are actually going to, um, I don't know, be better integrated. So if they're going to introduce something new, I don't know what, but let's just say they introduce something new like a Netflix... Then, um, you know it's gonna be lightning quick, and it's gonna be exactly what we want, you know when we want it, it's not gonna be a pointless
1: oh sure, uh, like you know um process. it, it kind of reminds me um here uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna brag a little bit. I just bought a new computer, yeah and it has Windows Windows 8. eight and uh you know, I haven't um used Windows eight before I got this it's uh it's different. It's, it's very cool. I am liking it. I'm getting used to it. Um, but, like, with, like, every everything can do everything now. Like, I can, th- with that Xbox smart glass thing, I can connect to my Xbox, my computer. It's, I haven't really experimented too much with it yet, but it's really cool. Like, I'm actually, I can, I'm on my computer, and it's, like, I see my little Xbox picture, and I can see who's online it's like everything is connected to everything so it's like wow that's really cool so i'm i'm thinking if if windows 8 you know it's it's still new it's it's got to do something with whatever this you know the fancy new xbox is going to be next year i mean that hopefully that wouldn't be outdated oh god no it can't be (laughs) i just bought it
0: let's hope not although a year in electronics speak is uh Pretty ancient when you come to think about it. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, I guess, short story long, we will be looking forward with, um, I don't know, hope in our eyes and our hearts, and hopefully the the next generation of systems will be exactly what they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And
1: the year is going to be. Here before you know it.
0: Exactly. You got it. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> ka-ching, ka-ching, as you like to say. I know. Um, But before we move forward, I would like to take just uh, a minute or two to take a step back. And uh, the second story that I'm bringing up talks about uh, Pong. And Pong's 40th anniversary was November 29th, so just a few days ago. Oh, it just happened. And yeah. uh, I just wanted to take a moment to, you know, give props to the creators of Pong and uh, what it was. I mean, you know, it's it's just such a an old, like, simple concept. But, you know, it's amazing that 40 years ago, like, that's what they thought of. Just a ball bouncing back and forth on a screen. Not even yeah. a ball, just a square. Um, <laughs> and, like, what it's become. Like, what video games have become now. I mean, it's incredible to see... The difference between Pong and, you know, your Call of Duty or your Grand Theft yeah. Auto or something like that. And, you know, I just want to take a minute, I guess, and respect my elders and say, you know, congratulations to Pong. Thank you for yeah. your your time. I wish, you know, the article doesn't say who the creators were. I don't know off the top of my head, which might be cause for a loss of nerd points. Um, <laughs> I don't know who that is. So be that. it, I guess. But, you know. Um, regardless, I want to say thank you, and I appreciate all the hard work that was put into that, and all the games since then that helped get us to where we are today. Yay! Yeah. So, enough, uh, enough past talk, unless you had something to add about Pong, I don't know. No? Yes? No. No? Okay. (laughs) No. (laughs) So. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do, Pig. All right. Yeah. So this third article from Game Informer talks about Microsoft Vancouver. And uh, I guess there was a studio, Microsoft Vancouver. Um, It's been given a new title. It's called Black Tusk Studio. Um, It has very high ambitions, apparently. The studio manager, Mike Crump, says that they're working on a AAA title that he wants to be, quote, the next Halo. The game is for... Surprise, surprise, the Xbox 360, um, which I, find, game system. I think that's actually a surprise uh, because, you know, with the with the new one on the horizon, like I got to wonder, like, what sort of title they're doing here and like how long they've been working on it, because, you know, if they want it to be a triple A title, that's going to be the next Halo. They better have been working on it for a while. I think
1: so. Um, it's gonna. They say it's gonna be released on the Xbox 360. That's what it's.
0: So, that's what this says. So wow. Um. Hmm. Yeah.
1: You think they would just wait, or if they've been working on it for a really long time, or they should just wait for the next system?
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know. We'll we'll see what what this title brings. But it it got me thinking um, because. I think it was on the Escapist. They reported the same story, but they mentioned like some of the job qualifications for the various uh, positions at the company and how most of them, I think, no, it was the average. The average amount of years in the industry per employee was something ridiculous, like between ten and fifteen years. It's a long time. And so each employee has around that sort of experience and it just reminds me of i don't know it reminds me of like an activision move like microsoft says hey we want another franchise that's like halo because you know halo won't last forever so let's just throw as much money as we can at a studio and get you know the best talent and hopefully we'll get something awesome Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but when i think about the original team that made halo going back to bungie i mean this was a title that was being developed for the mac that microsoft saw and bought the studio because they wanted something for their xbox i mean you know these i didn't know that yeah these guys at at Mm -hmm. bungie were talented you know they've been working on things for a while but you know it wasn't necessarily what the what popular opinion would have said was the best and the brightest talent. Um, even though I know Marathon was very, very popular, and I think Mist was the other one that they did. Though I, I can't recall off the top of my head. But it's like, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily money that was thrown at, at Bungie that created Halo. You know, and I wonder... You know, if this game is going to be, you know, that good, if it's going to be Halo caliber because, you know, Killzone for PlayStation, I think two, I think Killzone one was on PlayStation two and that was like billed as the Halo killer and it's going to be, you know, the best thing and knock Halo from the charts and it wasn't at all. Right. And I mean, there's been Hmm. two others since then and they've thrown all sorts of money at it, but it's still... I haven't played any of the Kill Zones, so I guess I can't say. But
1: from the reviews
0: that I've I've read, you know, they're solid games, but they're certainly not a Halo killer. So I don't know. What do you think, Andrea? In terms of like, what makes a good game? Is it is it throw a lot of money at it? Do you think it's more of a small dedicated team? Like, what what are your thoughts?
1: Well, for, I mean, first of all, I think it's really bold to say that you have the next, you know, the next big thing, the next Halo wannabe. Um, I kind of see it. I mean, you do have the, you have to have the, the creative people behind it. Um, I think money can certainly help, um, help that process along. Um, it, it's it's certainly an outside reward It's an extrinsic motivator. I think, uh, um, I'm, I'm bringing my, my, my school concepts to, uh, to, to the moo. Um, um, and I think the, like the, just the whole, if, if you're, if you're motivated by your own creative process and the, and the team you work with, um, I mean, that's, that's an entirely different thing. So I think it's, money can, so I guess what I'm trying to to say is that money can help that process along, but I think it really needs to come from the, the intrinsic motivators. So, um, like your creative process and what keeps you going to, to keep, um, like to keep creating that project and make, make something that, that you enjoy and that others enjoy too.
0: So, Size of team doesn't matter. Budget doesn't necessarily matter. It's the passion from within. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I I guess, you know, I think about AAA games myself. And personally, I think big budget titles, while there's a place for them, I don't think it's the place for innovation, unfortunately. I, I think, you know, when when you have a game... huge as you know your call of duties your halos your grand theft autos um, your mass effects you know like publishers throw money at developers and say here you know make whatever you want but make sure that the payoff is going to be huge you know and i mean you can look at that like pre-orders it's such a huge um stat for so many publishers now like how many pre-orders are we getting because that's going to be an indicator of how well the game sells. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can't necessarily take risks with your game when you have that much money on the line. And so, you know, I think there's a
1: certain expectation too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, myself, I'm, I'm guilty of like having those expectations myself and like, Oh, yeah. Even hearing about, like, the loadout systems and the perks that you can get in Halo 4, I'm like, really? Is this just going to be Call of Duty? Because I don't want to have Call of Duty in my Halo, you know. And Yeah, it, I was
1: a little skeptical of that, too.
0: Right. And it ended up being, you know, a good change, I think. It, it works really well. But, you know, just something as small as that, like, gives me qualms about the game as a whole whereas you know a smaller team i think can do whatever the heck they want with a project i e killer 7 you know i'm totally going to totally be interested in it because it's it's different it's not something from an established franchise you know like
1: definitely not
0: like it's not <laughs> it's not there to make millions and millions of dollars it's there to to make you think to change up gameplay to try and cause innovation. And so I just wonder, you know, when it says it wants the next Halo, but you have a new studio title, Microsoft is probably throwing millions of dollars at you right now to get this game out and ready for the 360. Like I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical because I think I think it's the smaller teams that really breed innovation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but that's just my opinion. This is a conversation. Why don't you let us know what you think? You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. See? Look at that little plug that I did. <laughs> um, Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, we have a few more stories to go. Um, and two of them come from our friends at First Person Gamers. So thank you for the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, for the tip. But one, what I found to be really, really like crazy, um, so apparently the largest Medal of Honor community site shuts down after what they called a rushed warfighter release. So Medal of Honor Headquarters was apparently the official community site for EA's Medal of Honor series, and they're actually going to be shutting down just completely. Um, which I was like, wow, really? That's interesting. Because I mean, Medal of Honor's been around for man, it's got to be close to to twenty 10? years. years. Um, twenty. Because I mean, I remember the original Medal of Honor being on PlayStation One. Um, but it says that these these people um, felt that. Let, let me hear, let me just read a little bit of the article before I botch it. The team reached out to fans of the series with a formal apology in regards to closing down because Medal of Honor headquarters felt that the Medal of Honor Warfighter title was, quote, rushed in a terrible manner. The final, I guess, I don't know, post of the website talks about how the development team at Danger Close couldn't match the development turnout that the Call of Duty franchise can and um, EA sought to have something similar, but failed. Quote, EA has admired the Call of Duty model for some time now, but they lack the loyal fan base to mock it. To successfully implement this model, you need a fan base that will buy your game out of trust and loyalty, that you've made a product that will no doubt be fun and a worthy investment. Medal of Honor 2010 was a reboot to the franchise and had one of the largest marketing campaigns to date. It utterly and completely failed consumers at launch and with post-launch support. Consumers from that point on were wary of EA's bad practices.
1: This is EA saying this? This is, that they, no, they this is Medal a...
0: of Honor Headquarters.
1: Oh, so, oh okay. Never Medal of then. Honor
0: 2010, I did not play. I saw it got average reviews. I was actually looking forward to it because I loved uh, Medal of Honor Allied Assault that was really the only Medal of Honor game that I got into. Um, And if you have not played it, if you can find a way to get it on your PC, it is fantastic. It was the best World War II game I'd ever played. Call of Duty 2 might have eclipsed it, but it was made by most of, excuse me, most of the team that made the original Call of Duty Infinity Ward before the whole, like, mass exodus after modern warfare 2 but um yeah, so i was really looking forward to this game and yeah the average reviews. i'm like i'm not going to spend 60 dollars on this like i i might get it used okay but right i'm not going to spend 60 dollars on an okay game it's just not going to happen yeah so you know warfighter I, I i gotta say i agree with headquarters here like warfighter i was not interested in i didn't care about it And, Mm. you know, one of the one of their complaints about Warfighter was, um, you know, there was a a massive banner, as they said, in the top corner of the game, which advertised the Battlefield 4 beta, you know, and it's like, you cannot sell this game on Battlefield 4 beta alone, like people might, it might be an incentive, but. At the end of the day, you just spent $60 on a game. Like, I want to play this game. And, you know, from what I understand, I haven't played Warfighter either. I know Mike likes it a lot, but from the reviews I read, it was just kind of boring. So, I don't know. They they left their post with a plea to EA. And I'll read this uh, excerpt from it. Quote, Whatever EA's future may be, we wish them the best of luck and hope to see the proper changes made to their products. Maybe with the largest Medal of Honor community shutting its doors, it may spark interest to take new paths. I would like to extend my gratitude to the community managers for Medal of Honor, Daniel Chin, no longer with Electronic Arts, and Ceesan Mahathavorn, Mahathavorn, maybe? Sorry if I butchered your name. Sure. Who have done an outstanding (laughs) job. The problem lies mostly within the upper management of electronic arts, not within the hardworking people that make and contribute to the game. I, I can't say I've ever heard of a community site shutting down, not because there's no interest in the franchise, but because they're just appalled by what, like what their publisher or their developer has done to their game. And like, I I can't say that I blame them because again like the the stellar production values of Allied Assault were incredible and just blew my mind at the time and I know you know a couple releases after they were still good but then it just kind of disappeared cuz no one wanted to do World War 2 games anymore and it's like now they bring it back and instead of Medal of Honor leading the charge it's just it is one of those wannabe clones of call of duty i don't know do you have any it's unfortunate,
1: thoughts but it's, it's true
0: it is true there's just there's so yeah. many people trying to be call of duty and it's like yeah you need to stop you are not call of duty you know you are mm-hmm. whatever like you are medal of honor what can you do different
1: I mean, I agree, because when I, you know, when I play Call of Duty, I expect to play Call of Duty, but if I want to play another game, I don't want to feel like I'm playing Call of Duty, because that's what I play Call of Duty for. Right. Um, so, it's it's a shame that, that so many games feel the need to, like, oh, we have to be like Call of Duty. Like, no, no, stop it. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> it's
0: very, very true. Uh, so, mm-hmm. we wish you the best of luck, Medal of Honor community site people and uh hopefully e a gets the message because I really think they need to step up their game if they're gonna if they're gonna continue making good games for that matter.
1: Gosh, we are such e a haters on this uh this moocast you know i
0: <laughs> it's true um it is. it's not so much that I hate the developers or necessarily the games it's just you know it's the nature of the beast, I guess. Like, yeah. Publishers are there to make money and you know, it's a business. I understand that, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: not criticizing them on their bad choices, you know, and their bad habits. Mm-hmm. Like that's not going to help anyone. And yeah, right. like they completely, I don't want to say completely destroyed, but they really, really let down a lot of people, myself included with their medal of honor, you know, failed reboots. I don't know. I, I hope that they learn from it. And I hope that if they are going to make a yearly shooter franchise, that's going to compete with call of duty, that it'd be something worthy of the title, you know, cause I know battlefield is, well, Mike could go Ask on about something. battlefield, but you know, battlefield can compete. Um, Yes. Medal of Honor cannot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, we'll see. But I got,
1: yeah.
0: I got two more stories here for you, real quick. Um, there was ex Free Radical developers talking about Time Splitters Four. Uh, this is also from first person gamers. And I guess when Free Radical was shutting down and going into administration, um, Time Splitters Four was in early stages of development. Um, and I guess uh, what's this guy's name? Steve Ellis. Was talking, um, to Games TM, and I guess he was trying to show off the demo to various publishers, but nobody, nobody wanted to sign a deal. Um, hmm. and it's interesting. Um, <laughs> the uh, the other co-creator of of uh, was it co-creator or founder? Maybe. He worked at at Free Radical. Carl Hilton. He's working at Crytek now. He talks about how um, they. I didn't realize Free Radical created Haze, which was a PlayStation Three game that had a lot of hype. Um, didn't do so hot. Wasn't that good of a game, supposedly. Um, and I guess people were worried. Publishers were worried that if Haze didn't do so well, why would we trust you with Time Splitters Four? Um, but the other thing that they kept bringing up, which I'm not quite sure I agree with. Um, the marketing people kept saying they didn't know how to sell and market time splitters four to people because it had such a huge really? diverse set of characters and environments and like at first, I think really that's that's your yeah. excuse like I mean I understand you have your games you know like borderlands you have the the guy with the mask, you know halo you have master chief um you know, Left for Dead, you have your four survivors, things like that. But, I don't, like, Call of Duty doesn't have a singular, like, character, necessarily. Usually, each one, it's a different setting, or a different, like, group of people. You know, I mean, just the last few entries alone, we've had World War Two from World at War, you had another Modern Warfare, then you had Vietnam Era, then you went back to Modern Warfare, and then, now, now, we're in the near future. Like, that's pretty... <laughs> back to
1: modern Warfare? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even, you know, if, if you mention it from a, from a marketing standpoint, that they don't know how to market this, uh, I was just thinking the the box art, the box cover art for each of the, like, the most recent Call of Duty games, I can't think um, too far back, but you can't really tell who it is. It's just like random dude. You know, like there you can't really see his face or anything. It's like you know uh, you know what I'm trying to yeah, say? It's like
0: generic soldier man, like yeah, it's no yeah, yeah. specific person on the yeah. title. Especially black ops, like <laughs> those are notorious, like both of them. You like just yeah. some random guy.
1: It's a shadow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I hope to see more time splitters in the future, you know, again. I don't want you all to think I'm some huge Splitters fanboy, because to be honest, I barely played 2, but it's a series I would like to go back to and experience, you know, now that I'm, I guess, a little older. But uh, hopefully we'll see something soon, and hopefully you don't hear weird comments. I just, I think it's silly. Like, you're saying you can't market a game because it's, what, there's too many awesome or diverse locations and too many characters I, mean, I remember the multiplayer really lame excuse. Yeah, like I remember the multiplayer had about as many characters as uh, Goldeneye did. You know, there were just a ton. There were dozens mm. and dozens of people that you could choose from, from what I recall. And it's like how is that not a selling point? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense.
0: I don't know. But uh, hopefully we'll see more of it soon. So get on that, Crytek. Anyways, my final story comes from the escapist. And uh, this one kind of hit home. So I'll try to keep the rant short because I know we've been going for a little while. But uh it says the Ubisoft CEO complains that the long council cycle stifles new IPs. So E-V-Eves? Eves, I think, that's how you say his first name? Gu- Guillemot? I don't know. I'm not French. Why do all of these video
1: game guys have names that we can't pronounce? I don't know. He's French. What about like John Smith? <laughs>
0: Nope. All right, so Ubisoft CEO John Smith. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so he's talking about the current council cycle and how you know before previously it was five years and then you had a new system, but now since 2005 it's been seven years and you know we still don't have a a new system, and so come you know next year is when we're going to have the two big heavy hitters with microsoft and sony um and i mean the wii u came out so i guess it's been seven for i guess it's been seven but he says that um transitions are the best times are the best ways to make all of our creators take more risks and do different things um he also he goes on to um reaffirm i want to say it was an ea person it was a few weeks back one of the shows how New IPs don't sell well at the end of a console cycle. He says, even Mm -hmm. if new IPs are good, they don't sell as well late in a console generation. Um, He says, gamers are more willing to buy new ideas at the beginning of the cycle because there are lots of hardcore gamers and those guys want new things. Um, The mass market will be more interested in having the same experience. Wait. Conversely, the mass market has entered into the console By the end of the generation in the mass market will be more interested in having the same experience and doesn't want to take as many risks because it's not aware as much of what it's going to change. Um, So there you go. That's his opinion. Um, And I mean, it's interesting because, you know, Zombie U just released for the Wii U and that's an Ubisoft game. So that's a new IP.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but you know I just I really have a hard time believing these people with their new IPs don't sell well Um, you know and this specific article talks about Sleeping Dogs and Dishonored and how they sold really well I guess yeah they did Um, and I just I don't know It, it really irks me because he's talking about you know, oh, now it's a seven-year cycle, and oh, whoa, whoa is us, the big multi-billion dollar publisher, you know, stifles creativity this seven-year cycle. Yet you're the people who aren't releasing new IPs and holding them hostage, so to speak, so that you can (laughs) release them on a new system. I mean, who's really stifling creativity at this point? Because I don't think... I don't think it's a seven-year system. You know, again, like what we mentioned earlier with my, the 360 and, like, what it can do now. Like, if you can keep a system going with new software updates, like, there's no reason that we need to to spend, you know, popular, um hardware developers need to spend millions and millions of dollars making new systems if they can just have software I, I agree. updates. You know and, otherwise
1: you know what's the point right it's a waste of time
0: it is a waste of time and you know likewise for myself you know i don't need to go out and spend <clears throat> four to five hundred dollars every five years on a new system like to me it's just silly and i don't understand you know why this is such an issue with these publishers both ea and ubisoft you know I mean, I read... I, I can't recall the specific numbers now, but in the US alone on Black Friday, it was like the 360 sold... I want to say it was like 750,000 units, and PlayStation 3 sold I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of units. um, And that's on top of the already huge install base that's there. Like, why are you not taking advantage of this? There are already... Graphics engines physics engines all sorts of engines that have already been developed Like why are you waiting to spend millions more on having to develop new tech? new things when you have perfectly functioning really good um, engines right now Maybe release the first game of this new IP if you want to make it a trilogy or whatever your your goal is release it now See what gamers think, and the next generation, you can bring it back, change the things that didn't work.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that—that that makes way more sense than I. It sounds. It sounds like they're—they're the they're worst enemy, you know. They have—they have these IPs, but it's like, oh no, no wait, oh wait. <laughs> it's just we're not going to release them yet.
0: You know, we, we've gotten to a point, I guess. Like this isn't, you know, eight bit to 32-bit jump anymore in terms of graphics. No. Like, you know, games have advanced so much that while I'm sure I'm probably going to eat those words in a year and the new systems are just going to blow my mind, like, the <laughs> graphics that we have now are incredible. And what we can do with these systems is amazing. And to oh, hold yeah. your new IPs back, what? Because because you want to you know either try and and work them into new systems you know and like i don't know get people to buy them cuz they're already buying new things or because you want to you know just save them for next gen like you're just completely ignoring the millions of dollars that you can make right now and i just mm-hmm. think especially if you release it during a time when nothing comes out i don't understand for the life of me why no publisher will release a game during the summer. I don't understand it. The summer months are so boring. (laughs) There's nothing that ever comes out. And yet, you know, two of the games that I remember getting over the summer being, you know, two of my all-time favorite games, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic and Bioshock. Nothing else was out. They sold millions of copies. You know, it's like... If you promote your game and actually release it when nothing else is coming out, you know you'll you'll make the sales. But when you just cram everything in at the end of the year, you know it's not going to happen.
1: I feel like there's got to be some kind of reason behind it, because because no one does it. You're right. The um, I wish the the popular releases would come out in the summer because I usually have a little bit more free time. You know, if I could play Call of Duty, uh, the latest Call of Duty or the, the latest Halo in the summer, awesome. But, uh, you know, no one does that, though. No one, none of those big titles come out in the summer, and it makes me wonder why. I I, I feel like there's probably more to it.
0: I'm, I'm sure there is, and I'm sure there's some sort of numbers on their side. But, you know, from just, I guess, little old me's perspective, you know, if you're the next Call of Duty and you release in July instead of November, you know, you are still making half a billion dollars day one. True. You know, it doesn't matter. Like your Call of Duty, you're going to make the money. I don't know. But those are my thoughts on it. Um, and those are Andrea's thoughts on it. And so we'd like to know what your thoughts are. So again, you know, if, the, if you're new to this show, you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube um you can subscribe comment do all sorts of things you can check us out at com, and you can download our podcast on itunes which is awesome because you should totally do that but uh <laughs> this upcoming week andrea what do you think you're going to be playing
1: hmm. i don't know greg no no of course i know um I don't need it's your gonna be halo more install. halo 4 <laughs> and black ops 2 for sure
0: Okay, more shooters season extravaganza 2012. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm probably gonna be doing the same, so uh, that'll be that'll be good I think. But uh, here here we are. It's like 53 minutes, and we're so worried about this this episode going short. So I hope you enjoyed this. I guess a little longer episode of the Monday Moo Cast. Again, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check us out on all those places again: Twitter, Facebook. YouTube, subscribe, comment, share with your friends if, if you liked it. Um, we really appreciate any sort of feedback that you can get. Um, if you're new to the channel or the podcast, again, on YouTube, we have Mario Hacks, which is what I do. Andrea released a couple new commentaries. We have a Let's Play of Killer7, which you should totally check out because it's super, super weird. But I love every second of it. Um, and I think that's all I got. Andrea? Andrea?
1: um well we are down in person this week
0: we're down in person yes we're missing mike we're missing mike so if you're new come back next week you get to see mike or hear mike i guess um and all his wonderful awesome radio voice golden voice goodness seriously he's got a he's good radio loud one, voice it's so really good
1: you, you can't you can't miss it's him. also very loud yes
0: <laughs> yes indeed but anyways i think that's gonna do it for us thank you again so much for listening this has been greg and andrea until next time Moo! Mo.